1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, let's take a few minutes to explore Christian and church attitudes to aged care. As you know, earlier this year, the Royal Commission report into aged care suggested that really all Australians should be ashamed of the treatment of our older people. The Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety delivered a disturbing final report. As Christian believers, we might be sensitive to the fact that much of the aged care in Australia comes through Christian church-based providers. So some more perspectives today with aged care chaplain Ben Boland on Christian and church attitudes to caring for older Australians. Ben, a special welcome back to 2020.
1: Neil, always a privilege to be with you and the listeners.
0: Ben, is it the case that some church providers are in fact looking to get out of aged care? Is that something that we ought to be concerned about?
1: Um, A number of providers have already exited the industry. Um, Currently um, I'm sure many of you will be aware that Prescare Queensland is in receivership. Um, PAC, which is Presbyterian Aged Care in New South Wales, is selling some of the facilities. So um, I'm aware of other providers who've already exited. Um, so, yes, it is um, very much a live question at this point.
0: So it's not just a downsizing or a right sizing that's going on. Uh, there are actually church providers who are moving out of aged care that would be disturbing for some people
1: i think we should be disturbed as the church by that i'm not saying every decision there is wrong by any stretch of the imagination um, but i think we have a biblical imperative um to love older people and if we're not doing that in a structural or in industry way i think we need to be asking some tough questions <laughs>
0: And Ben, when we talk about Christian church providers in the aged care space, we're talking something here that's been very historic, uh, that it's Christians who've rolled up their sleeves to care for the ageing over generations now. Uh, Is that the way we ought to see aged care, even though there are non-church providers?
1: I think we have a a biblical... Um, precedent in, say, Act Seven, where there's appointment of deacons or elders, depending on your definition, um, to look after widows and elders, um, widows and orphans. Sorry, not elders, although they need to care too. Um, but also the early church, the church in the first and second century, was renowned for its care for both orphans and for older people who were not familial, who were not family members. Um, that's huge, um, and in, in this strange sense, where many of our providers were started by the church Um, and many were started in in tough times Hammond care for example in Sydney was started, or Hammond care is now much broader than Sydney, uh, but was started in Sydney by an archdeacon a Sydney Anglican archdeacon T.C. Hammond Um, it was started during the Great Depression Um, and he largely started that without church or government support but by cashing in his life insurance policy um, the same sort of era, um, Dorothy Mole, wife of Archbishop Mole, again in Sydney. Um, Archbishop and Dorothy Mole were missionaries in China. And when they came back, um, she set up what was Mole Village and became Anglican retirement villages and now was morphed into Anglicare. Um So the church has a really rich history of engaging in this space. Um, so not only is there a biblical precedent, um, I think there's a historical precedent in terms of us caring for vulnerable people, one group of whom is older people.
0: And you're a chaplain in aged care, and well, not necessarily at that board level In as we make comment about some of these big providers, but we might ask whether church providers are moving out of aged care because it's not viable or it's not being well supported. I wonder whether you've got any insight from where you stand as to how church aged care providers have been looking at whether they continue on.
1: Yeah, very much, Neil. Um, I'm, I'm not at management level, let alone board level, um, and I need to make it very clear that what I say is my position, not that of any organisation or other body. Um, but in my experience in aged care and that's across three states you know, in the best part of 15 years, um, mm-hmm. churches have tended to look to aged care to be self-fund- self-funding or indeed to subsidize other sorts of ministries um, which is very different to how we approach most other um, social endeavours in church life. <laughs>
0: And I know you've used these words before, the idea that aged care for some church institutions has been like a cash cow for funding all sorts of other elements of church life and, and the elderly missing out. Is that a fair enough way to to uh, praisey the sorts of things I've heard you say in the past?
1: I think that's probably um, a gentle way of saying what I've said, Neil. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I realise it is a huge statement. Um, but sadly it has been the case. Um, yeah, we look at, um, an example as well and truly in the media is the St. Basil's situation down in Melbourne, um, where the church that runs that looks to have charged the care service twice commercial rent, um, gaining the church $11 million over eight years. Um, that, that's huge. Um, and it's not simply that provider. Um. I'm aware of other providers when um, there's been movement at church council levels um, at a regional gathering space. There has been suggestion by local churches that the aged care provider should provide uniforms or something for all the churches within the um, region. Uh, and I think that says, shows a misunderstanding at best of. Age care's financial structure because we are in a really tight space fiscally at the moment, particularly for rural spaces. But um, there's a reason that there are not people lining up um, or the for profits are not lining up to get into this space at the moment. It's tough economically. OK,
0: let's talk about young people and more particularly young Christian people, uh, perhaps of voting age and older. Uh, thinking about what's happening to older Australians. I imagine that if you're a young person and you're not necessarily connected with ageing parents or grandparents, that may be far from your thinking about older Australians and aged care. What are your thoughts for young people, the, may, the way they may be thinking about you know whole-of-life issues, like what happens when you start to get old?
1: Yeah, I think it's always a challenge for us. I think we all get uh, very easily trapped in our life stage. Um, and it and one of the blessings of the church at best is that it's an intergenerational group and it forces us to care for people who are not like us in some sense of the word. Um, and I think it's easy for for younger people to um, to not see it because it's not their world for better phrase.
0: What do you think it takes Ben, for churches to stay the course now, Uh, Let's give the benefit of the doubt to those who are exiting aged care and they must have very good reasons for doing so and we said maybe there's viability issues. There could be all sorts of issues at play there but what do you think it ought to take for churches to stay the course given that we've got this ageing population now bigger than ever and the need is there more than ever for the church to maintain its influence, doesn't it?
1: Uh, Unequivocally... um I think it's it's more than simply stay in or out. Um, I think the question is slightly broader than that. I think we as the church need to be thinking about how we vote, as you've mentioned before. Um, do we raise with our local member? Um, do we engage and advocate about aged care? Um, we've been very active, or many churches have been very active, say in the marriage debate. Um, in the euthanasia debate, but ultimately, particularly in the euthanasia space, if we cannot provide great care for people, we really do put ourselves in a very hard situation to advocate for and about. So I think whether your church has aged care links, there's obviously options there, but even if your church or denomination or movement is not directly linked into aged care, there is a real opportunity for us to engage as Christians and say, we care about older people.
0: What do you think we need to do to adjust priorities? Perhaps you're reflecting the idea that aged care has had a low priority, uh, but it needs to be elevated. What are your thoughts for how we adjust priorities and get a focus on those older Australians?
1: Well, perhaps a good way of answering that is just to throw some numbers at you. Um, In Australia today... um, Prisons get $800 per day per prisoner to provide that prisoner's ongoing care. Um, An empty hospital bed is $400 per person per day, and that's empty. Um, As soon as someone comes in, depending on their conditions, there's more money on top of that. Um, By comparison, at our best, and everybody's means tested and tested in terms of um, medical and other needs here, a maximum age an aged care resident gets per day from the government is $223. So it's $800 for a prisoner, $400 for a hospital bed, and $200 and change for aged care. Um, what does that say for us? Um, I I know people both in care and who are around care sometimes say, "Oh, I feel like, or well, Mum feels like a prisoner here." Well, the cold heart truth is, she get more budgetly in energy if she was in jail than she would if she's in a residential care facility.
0: Ben, let's talk about the very fact that it takes a lot of money to be able to fund aged care. Uh, The critics, of course, will say that even money that was allocated in the federal budget recently, which was a huge increase, is still just nowhere near enough to meet the current needs.
1: Yeah, Um, and it's not simply um, critics in terms of political gameplay. Um, Lynette Briggs, who was one of the aged care commissioners, says it's not enough money to do the job properly in order to fix the system's problems, end quote. That, If if the commissioner, who is the expert and has spent significant time engaging with this, is saying it's not enough, that's a pretty significant voice to listen to. I, I remember being at a conference... Oh, a number of years ago now, and we had the Minister for Health and Ageing. Um, I don't remember which brand it was, um, but they got up and said, oh, we've, we've realised that we budgeted X amount, but aged care's overrun that, so we've had to cut the budget, but that's okay because the other mob did it before us. Um, we have a systemic and long-term issue in terms of historical funding, and we have an ageing population which further compounds that. It it really is um, a wicked problem, and I don't mean that in a theological sense, but in a not easily tractable sense.
0: Of course, allocating blame is what you do when people are attacking you because you're not doing enough let's just wrap this up today ben just by maybe reflecting on our own personal attitudes to aged care because you know as you say you're a chaplain but you're not on the boards uh, neither am i and we're not making those sorts of decisions about aged care but it starts i guess no doubt with personal attitudes and the pressure that comes from ordinary people like you and i who might be concerned about the elderly so how do you reflect on Listeners listening to our conversation today, the sort of personal attitudes we perhaps need to adjust when it comes to how we care for our ageing Australians.
1: I think we all need to think about our attitudes. And I think more than our, our own personal attitudes and particularly our voting attitude or our political advocacy attitude, we also need to be thinking about our local church. Um, There's a really simple test. Um, think about how many hours a week are spent on under-20s ministry in your church. Then think about how many hours are spent on specialised over-80s ministry a week. We've got to really consider, is that real? Um, Why is it that shape?
0: And there may be a lot of different responses to that, but I think listeners will be able to hear your heartbeat when we talk about the value of our older Australians and the sort of time that needs to be put there. And of course, uh, a biblical foundation for putting that time into older Australians. Uh, ben Boland, thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today. I'll just mention your co-author of two booklets, Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World, part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life suite. Uh, you can connect with Ben on YouTube. Look for Jesus Love in Aged Care on YouTube. You can also link with Ben on LinkedIn and you can check out the Jesus Loves Me book available through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben Boland Aged Care Chaplain, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020
1: Thank you Neil, thank you 2020
0: Thanks for taking time to
1: listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au